I pray that um, even though we do have bright lights and microphones and all that, that we are lights to you, ultimately, that it's less about us and more about you, more about the mission you've instilled in us to glorify you. Um, I pray that you give us the right words to say and the right tone, the right facial expressions, um, and that ultimately we just speak through the Holy Spirit. Um, that we humble ourselves and we understand that these lights, these microphones mean nothing. Um, our worth is in you, not what we say, not in our knowledge, not in anything that the world can measure, but only in your son. We thank you for this opportunity. We get to hopefully glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. All righty. It's the red button, the red tiny button next to the shuttle one. Yep. Hmm. Oh man, yeah, it's contagious. Well. Okay, so you played it back already? Yeah, I played it back. Wait, I would have to. Looks of the sound sounds good. Yeah, there you go. By the way, by, the, 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 by the yeah. waves and everything, but yeah, in the right. Awesome. All right, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love the Process podcast. My name is Tom Patterson. I'm here with Akiti Dean, Ko Santos, and this is a podcast about our basketball journey what we're doing uh, in the basketball world, and how we can impact um, youth basketball specifically. So uh, mm-hmm. we're going to go through this and try and be as mindful and purposeful as possible. We're going to have some fun. Uh, hopefully uh, you guys have some fun watching and listening too. Um, so right off the bat, what kind of needs to be done to, so everyone can understand uh, why this is different, is who's involved, and, and kind of get a bio I know Aki doesn't love doing this stuff, <laughs> okay. um, so we're going to kind of pry some of this stuff out of him so yeah. he can, um, you know, no one loves to brag or, or talk about yeah. their accolades, um, but once this is done, hopefully we won't have to go through it again, but it's important to kind of set the tone of, of um, the expertise and, and, the, and the level of basketball knowledge that's in the room, um, and I have little of it but uh as a sponge <laughs> I, I get to absorb some so uh, Aki, uh tell the folks a little bit about your background and what you've done yeah so um i mean i've been doing training since 2014 um played in college small school nai school um which i think is actually really important because i was not a high profile player um i took the route that most kids are gonna have to take um Started off, played freshman basketball as a freshman. I was like 5'3". Um, played JV, got moved up to varsity as a sophomore. Um, didn't average a ton of points. Averaged like 10 points per game as a senior. Snuck my way into college somehow, some way. Got my offers after my senior year was already completed. And so I think that's important from a youth perspective just because a lot of the other things that I'm going to say that I've I've been a part of, they don't follow that same mold. And so I have experience, you know, 
one from being a player and two from being a trainer. So I've kind of been fortunate enough to go through all different levels and, and different journeys um, in this basketball world. But from a training perspective, um, started training when I was in college. Uh, had two hip surgeries, which ended my career. And when I was recovering from my hip surgery, I was trying to uh, still still play. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be an NAI All-American at Ave Maria University. And, uh, you know, I was watching a ton of film. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start training, you know, stay involved with the games. So that way when I come back, I can train myself and I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be nice. And uh, so I asked all my teammates to train. Everybody said no, except for one person, Matt Chadden. Thank you for uh, saying yes. And uh, he got a lot better. Um, and so that summertime, uh, tried and started my own training company, Process Basketball. Um, charged like $5 an hour. Really, Nobody really wanted to train with me. Um, but uh, one of my best friends, Travis Shapiro, uh, moved out from New York, stayed with me, lived in my, lived in my room, slept on my floor when we started this off. And uh, he was the talker. I'm not really a huge talker unless I'm really, really passionate about it. But I don't like going to talk to people. He went up and talked to an NBA player named Courtney Lee. And was like, hey, you should let us work you out. Again, we're in college. I'm still technically a college player at this point. He was like, yeah, you need to let us work you out. And Courtney Lee, for whatever reason, decided to say yes. Was he in the Hornets at the time? <sighs> I don't know. I think he was. I think he was. I think he was in the Hornets. I don't even remember, honestly. It was so long ago. Um, but he said yes for whatever reason. We worked him out. And uh, he paid us for the workout. He shouted us out on social media. And uh, like, wow. It's an NBA player. He had a $50 million contract, and he just let me work him out, and I'm getting paid $5 from my next-door neighbor who doesn't show up for training sessions. And um, I'm like, all right, I actually might be decent at this. And so um, I had the opportunity to work with him throughout the summer, you know, another overseas player named Chris Warren, and then I, I kind of realized, okay, like I think this is – I think I might be a little bit more gifted at this than, than I am playing. And so still try to play college, played four games, ended my career with that, um, and someone came up to me. It's like, yo um, – I saw your Courtney Lee video on YouTube. Um, I wanna, I wanna give you a gym, your own gym. And I was like, like, what are you talking about? Like, I was like 21 at the time, but I was like, I mean, yeah, I'd love to take it. But I thought he was just talking, and I worked out his son, worked out his son, and um, like two months later, he was like, hey, the gym's ready. You still want it? Um, and I was like, yeah. And then uh, that was kind of the start of process basketball, and. You know, a few months later, someone told me about a really skinny, lanky kid that could be good, but really nobody knew about it. His name was Jonathan Isaac. He was like six, seven, uh kid at the time. So I saw him at a local basketball game. I was like, hey, you should let me work you out. He was like, okay. Worked him out one time. He's like, it's the best workout I ever had. And uh, started working him out on a consistent basis. And he ultimately ended up being a top 10 NBA draft pick um, two years later. Uh, went to watch Jonathan Isaac play at Nike Peach Jam. Um didn't want to go, drove up nine hours with him, my wife, and my dogs, because nobody could dog sick, stayed in the La Quinta, <laughs> never forget it, stayed in La Quinta, and uh, watched them play, and there was a, another lanky, tall kid, and I was like, man, I, I, out of all the kids that I saw, I wrote down everything that he did, the entire Peach Jam, but I was too scared to go talk to him, because I found out his dad was on the coaching staff of now the Florida Rebels at the time, each one teach one. And I was like, man, I, I have no facial hair. No one's going to want to listen to me. Uh, so I just wrote down every note, like could have done a Kobe jab, balance sucked, has no finishing moves, gets off the ground quick. And every single time he touched the ball, I wrote a note. So I had like a, everything for like four games. And um, Jonathan did a move, Kyrie stepped, did a move and dunked on somebody. And I went crazy. 
And um, some old guy sitting next to my wife was like, oh, is, is, are you guys related? Is that his brother? And my wife's like, no, it's his trainer. He's like, oh, you need to get in the gym with my, my grandson. His name's Kevin Knox. And I was like, I took a note on every single thing that he did. So we gave him a card, never hit us up. Like, oh, well, it was, got, got my hopes up. And uh, long story short, dad called me and was like, hey, uh, my, my father, I guess, uh, said that you work with Jonathan. I want to see if you want to work out Kevin. So I went up, worked out Kevin Knox the first time. His dad was like, I want you to be his trainer. Um, I, I never let nobody really take their hands on him, but I'm giving them to you. How often can you come up? So I started with Kevin Knox. Ultimately, he ended up being a top 10 NBA draft pick two years later, um, three years later. At the, and, you know, so been really, really fortunate to help those two guys or, or the guys that, you know, kind of from a basketball worldly standpoint, I guess, you know, just made me on the map. Or whatever as a trainer um you know from working with them from they were 15 16 years old to you know jonathan still current kevin through his rookie year um but been fortunate to work with a lot of other guys um as those well guys back -back, right? those guys were back to back two so two top 10 enemy draft picks 2017 jonathan went number six 2018 kevin went went number nine um i think at the time i know jonathan wasn't ranked pretty sure kevin wasn't ranked either um and so yeah uh I've worked with, I think, like five top ten picks overall. Um, obviously developed those, played a strong part in being in the gym every day with those guys from a development standpoint. Um, probably a dozen NBA players overall. Uh, I don't know, like six, seven McDonald's All-Americans, um, Tom Jordan Brand All-Americans, uh, number one player in the country multiple times. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've, it's been cool, um, being, you know, in, in that, I, I don't want to say circle, but in, in that level of, of developing guys, but then also, you know, working with probably five, six, 7,000 youths that aren't at that level, but, you know, still helping learning dudes make it. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you not to double dribble, right? Yeah. You get all the, way, all the way you get the whole spectrum, like, which, which I think is cool and helps me a lot. Cause. I learn from I learn a lot from training kids that you know never played, and obviously I learn a lot from being around guys at a high level and going to you know Kentucky practices or watching Duke practice and seeing those things as well. So it's been cool, kind of having a melting pot of, of different levels. I think you know a lot of people who've been watching this are going to be somewhere in that journey, mm -hmm. right? And it's it's comforting to know that you've seen it from you know. The, the inception, yeah, uh, and then figuring out where's the purpose at, where, where's the growth at, and then ultimately seeing it through their version of success, mm -hmm. whatever that be. And there's a lot of different success between making it to the NBA, having your college paid for, um, being the best on your team, whatever mm -hmm. your, what your version of success looks like. I think you've seen so many of that go through, um, and then through working with Jonathan Isaac and his heart and his mission, um, Judah Nation. Yeah, right? yeah. So, Talk about Judah Nation for a little bit. Yeah, so uh, 2020, um, talked with Jonathan a little bit. And, you know, I to be honest, like I'd always wanted to – I've hated AU basketball, but at this time of my life, it was kind of like a pressure thing of like, man, like I keep – you know, I work with Kevin, I work with Jonathan, work with C.J. Walker, who's a top 25 player. I work with you know, another player who's, you know, a, t a top 10 player in the country. I'm like, man, I wish I could like have my hand in coaching these dudes a little bit more. Um, you know, cause when you're with somebody every single day, but you don't control their playing time at some point, they start to like, at some level tune you out, like, 
Like I'm like like I'm watching film with Kevin and I'm like, dude, you should freaking average fifty and twenty. And he's like, Well, I'm averaging thirty and ten and he's Florida Florida Dairy Farmer player of the year. So like in his mind, he's doing great. In my mind, I'm like, bro, I'd sit you if you freaking ever let this five foot seven dude ever get a shot off right. on you. Right. So I'm like, I want to get into coaching. So um I, I had an opportunity to coach for a EYBL team that I will name unnamed. Um and uh <laughs> my wife was like, No. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, she was like, no, like it's, it's cause she knows. Yeah. Shout out to Amber uh, for, for, for making me be patient. Um, cause my whole, <laughs> my whole thought process is like, I could change from the inside out. Cause at this point, you know, I'd grown my walk of faith and I'm, I'm around it enough where I know all the shady, dirty stuff that, you know, is going on. And I'm like, well, I can change from the inside. She's like, no, I'm not letting you be a part of that stuff. And so I hit up a coach Jones from FSU and I asked him his opinion. And he was like, just know what you're getting into. And I prayed about it and I really wanted to take it. And I heard no. Um, and so I texted the director back. I was like, Hey, I, I can't do it. Don't think it's the right time. Not supposed to, um, shortly after Jonathan hits me up and is like, Hey, I want to, you know, start a travel program. I was going to use somebody else, but, um, don't really trust them. And I obviously trusted you. And I know what you're about. You tried to get me to Bible studies back when I ignored you. Um, so I know we're on the same, <laughs> we're on the same wavelength, the same page. Yeah. You know, I know you're about the same things and, and growing in Christ, but obviously you care about the kids. And so, um, let's do this basketball thing in Judah nation. And so I uh, started that program 2020, um, perfect time with COVID year. And, um, you know, so Ko and I actually, you know, we knew each other very, very briefly from high school, played like probably one tournament together. Um, but, you know, he was getting into training and that time I had social media and he hit me up on social. And I don't even know how the conversation talked. Maybe you remember a little bit more. Hey, it was more, honestly, I, I didn't even hit you up for the basketball. Just to be real with you. Like yeah. I saw the success you were having in the school, but like you used to post little scriptures and stuff like that on your yeah. story. And I was interested. I was like, man, this guy's, you know, he's doing it the basketball level. He's posting scriptures. And I just kind of hit you up. Like, what's up, man? What you got going on? I just, you know, I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I think it's dope. You know, I remember you from back in the day or whatever. We had a mutual buddy of ours that, that passed. His name was Bob. Yeah. And uh, Bob used to talk highly about you. So I was like, let me hit this dude up, man. See, see if we can connect. Because that's kind of what, you know, I like to do is connect with different people and mm-hmm. see what they're about. And when I seen basketball and Christ, I was like, okay, those two things match. Yeah. All right, let's talk. And then I just kind of hit him up, and I had teens at the time. So That's I probably what started, it was. Um, you know, for Heart and Hustle was a bunch of youth teams that I used to have back in the day. So I had multiple um, teams from middle school all the way to high school. And, um, you know, he did the AU thing. He knew I did it because the year before is actually – I sent – is that when I sent Dozy to you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Dozy. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, Dozy. started it all. Young Uncle Roji, wow. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> And uh, so he sent me two kids, and then so those I like those kids, and and then we were talking back and forth. You came to the game mm-hmm. actually to watch Dozy and all that, and we were talking about AU and what it was, what it was we thought was missing, yeah. what could be better, and then you you got the call, and then I think that was the first thing you did, and you called me, and yeah. So so we yeah so we uh honestly we just took a lot of his kids from Heart and Hustle, you know yeah. to be honest with you, and then we took yeah. the kids that we had up here that was already training consistently and. Uh, Anthony Robinson is at Missouri, Blaze at Albany State, Dozy, who's at Davidson Elkins, um, Jake Easterling, who's declined to play college basketball, but what had opportunity at you know some level of school, and so we just kind of combined those teams and, and started Judah year one, and um, it was it was really successful. Like we beat CP twenty five was now Southeast Elite, and they were the juice back then, yeah, man. They gonna have yeah they had two dudes that. Ernest, who was All-American, and Riley, who's going to be in the league. Um, and then some other guys. Another guy went to Florida. So we beat a lot of really, really good teams. Um, I, I've seen the YouTube battles. Yeah. I mean, the, just the atmosphere 
and um, which continues today, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the the competition is at a much higher level than rec league or local <laughs> travel basketball. And it's just, yeah. you know, we, we can get into that later about the different levels yeah. of that is, um, but we're talking the highest level of, of, of travel basketball um, and doing it with a different spin. Yeah. Uh, that is completely, I mean, yeah. I think the first year they should different. Hashtag different. Yeah. And that became yeah. a, everyone's yeah. trying to use that, but. Yeah. It's that. <laughs> I do have to say, man, real quick, because when we all started, the second guy called Coach Milk, because he's the one that got Ja, mm-hmm. and all those guys to come out, and, um, you know, the players that he had were in, like, this little grassroots program mm-hmm. that they've been playing together since, <laughs> like, in the third grade, and uh, at the time, Milk didn't even want to coach. Yeah. And I was ready to have to coach. And so we grabbed some of those players as well, Jamar and all those boys, they were we low key almost. We were almost the best team in the world. We almost had Bryce Sensabaugh. Oh, we were man. very close to having very Riley. Close. It would have been two dudes that's in the league because Riley will be in the league, assuming yeah. things don't. Yeah. You know, obviously you know him better, but yeah, we were we were really really good, man. And I think, like you said, like our whole purpose of doing it was different. It was like we care about you as a person because that was really the thing with Jonathan. Why he wanted to do it is like he played on you know high level teams. They didn't give a crap about him as a person. It was like. You're a top player. You're going to be a top player. Go produce and go bring notoriety to my program, and we'll put you on the platform. And it was like a symbiotic. I guess it is symbiotic. It was like they benefited, he benefited, but there was no like genuine, like, I love you, I care about you. Even if you blow out your knee, I'm still going to be with you type thing. We wanted to make it about that. And then for even a deeper level of we care about your soul, not just you as a human being terms of you being happy but we care about your eternity and we love you the same way that god loves us and that's what we strive to do that's what we want to do um and so that was kind of the mission behind it and again it kind of took off and you know we've been really fortunate uh you know played on shoe circuits which i'm sure we'll get to in, in a little yeah. bit but uh yeah it's been cool so, uh, the, the theme is you know just total development yeah being successful trainer then segueing into a successful travel team mm-hmm. and then going deeper and deeper and then now this year out of a conversation and prayer, last minute, <laughs> there's Process Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So this is, you know, <laughs> the passion project of passion project, right? Facts, so that's wild. Keeping the theme of uh, total development from, from start to finish, as, as, as now you can really get into the athletes day to day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where, where just tra- training, you're limited with training. Then as travel teams, you're still limited mm-hmm. because they go back to their high school coaches, they go back to their families and stuff like that, and you may have to work through some other things when they come back. Yeah. Now you're able to go deeper and talk about Process Academy. Oof, man. Yeah. So for me personally, like I've had the goal of having an academy since like probably year two of me doing training. Like I've always wanted to do it, but never really saw a path. Didn't really like. I don't want to say self-confidence, but like it was probably a lack of faith, like almost in a sense of didn't think it was possible. Right. But I like that too. I'm not gonna lie, I've always had like a something in the back of my mind. Yeah. That it was like, man, this needs to happen. But it can't be me. That's, That's what I'm, yeah, like it it just there's no way like I'll do it, I'll go be a part of it. Yeah, yeah so Yeah, I feel you. Like it was it was something like from a basketball standpoint of just like looking at all the guys that I've worked with and they all, you know, some of them, when they get to college, they come back. And some of them in high school, like, man, like, if you had a team, like, we come play for you. This is So, Judah was, I think, the start of it. Because in, in travel basketball, like, I'll never forget, like, um, Ty Strickland, um, he plays for LIU. 
and uh, his dad, dad Rod Strickland, 17-year NBA vet. And so I worked out Ty, and he used to always tell me, like, man, like, if you had a team, like, I play for you, I play for you. And he was the first person I was like, man, I wish I had a team because, like, this dude could be so good, but other people don't see it the way I see it, or they stifle what he could be. So from a basketball perspective, I'm like, man, I always wanted it. And so then when Judah happened, we got a little bit more of a taste and like, okay, well, now I'm finally coaching a travel team that's playing at a high level. So when you have an eighth grade or ninth grade aunt, and I'm like, yo, if you don't shoot five threes this game, I'm sending you for the rest of the tournament. <laughs> if, if you don't go ISO and do a shift NBA three, which every other coach in the world would say, you're an idiot for shooting, where I'm like, if you don't shoot it, right. I'm pulling, pulling you. you like, that was like the first taste of like, okay, we can really like, sounds bad, but like we can low-key force these guys to get better. Right. Like we can force them to do things that they'll never be allowed to do. They won't have the confidence to do. To yeah, confidence. like yeah. you've been working on it, so you have to do it now. From, from a, a child's perspective, who's you know 15, 16, 17, you've developed. It's hard for them. Yeah. Because they feel they see the, what, where they're at right now, but you see more than that mm -hmm. right, in them by training them, and you want to pull that out and give them that game experience of like, do this move. I've seen you do it. You can do it. Yeah. And then you unlock little things when they put in their bag. And that, I think that's what it was about. Like, just thinking back to year one, now I'm starting to reminisce. Like, the team that we put together were, there wasn't really many new guys. It was yeah. kids that we've been working with. Everyone everyone that was on that team, yeah. we had a hand with. There was no random kids of no. like, hey, we're pulling you from, because no. you're highly regarded and you want to play for us. It was like, if you're not in the gym with us, with myself, you or Milk, or Chris, point, or Chris Gray, don't come. Yeah, right. We have right. nothing for so you. So you mean actual grassroots? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like how it's supposed to be done. Yeah, facts. <laughs> but um, no, I think that's and that made a huge difference. I think that's why we were able to beat so many teams that first year. Hundred percent. Like, every kid I remember coming off the bench, like if it was you know one of the kids, Coach Milk had a relationship with, like, hey, go talk to him. Yeah, facts. Like, I had to, you go talk to him. Hey, Keith, you go talk to him. And then when it's like they got tired of us, we all flipped. And then yeah. we started talking to your kids. So I think that really like, you know, they really understood. Like, man, these guys really care about us. Yeah, all of them, even the ones that aren't my trainer yeah. per se. You know what I mean? Care about me the same. So that's Facts, man. And so, like, when we when I got that little taste of it, it was like, man, I really want to do the academy. And then, like, you know, you see high school basketball and you work with a dude and, like, I, I, not saying I'm the greatest coach in the world, but you just see a guy that you work with and then you see them being dumbed down at their high school. Like, yeah. it kills you. Whether and like politics or... Politics. Coach doesn't really know no, stuff. Like, really. coach has a certain system that they have to play in, whether it fits the personnel or not. And it's just like... He has a rule. He doesn't start a freshman. Yeah, just like, <laughs> like, like, you know, things that, like, what are we doing? Like, right, like, right. are we yeah, really, yeah. like, what are we here for? And so, yeah. seeing that, and again, I've seen that for ten years, but it was like, you know, over a prayer thing. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think I called Kale the first time. You know, it was in Judah season, and we were recruiting Christian Anderson very hard. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so we were talking a lot more because he was the one that found Christian Anderson initially, and you know. People don't know this, man. We we ain't done it this year, and I'm never doing it again, God willing. <laughs> but uh, we used to be on, like, three- to four-hour calls, like, every single day for Judah. Like, every day. Like, it was it's freaking the most unhealthy thing in the world. Um, so I can't even imagine what other people are doing. But um, I called him because I was trying to get a gym space up here, and I was like, yo, like, hey, you know you talked about, like, getting a gym and stuff. Like, come on, come up here. It was kind of a joke when I initially called him. And somehow a joke turned into something real. And um, – I told him an idea and he told me an idea and like I think we're we're very very different with how we go about stuff but we kind of are similar I think from a crazy standpoint yeah. and like our vision is vision when we tell other people they think we're psycho and so I 
I kind of was like, man, I want to have an academy like of like a European style, like, you know, kids from young age and they stay with us and all this type of stuff. And then he starts talking about it. And then we're like, ah, yeah, maybe in the future. And then we actually started talking about him coming up here. And we're like, man, we just got to pray about it. And uh, I was thinking like, all right, we're going to do it when he, you know, prayed about coming up here, which I'll let him talk about. But like, we'll probably do it in the future. And it turned into like, no, start it like this year. And it was like, Yo, school starts in a month. We have zero players. We have zero school. This is impossible. He doesn't even live up here. This is this is impossible. I don't even know where I'm staying. This doesn't even make sense. Like, how are we going to make this happen? But, uh, you know, we just, we we took a step of obedience and just was like, all right, well, God said do it. We're going to do it. And... Yeah, I mean, I remember sitting in my room and just being like, all right, it's this year, guy, which is not a year. It's in a month. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, how are we going to get enough players? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and just thinking about that, like, okay, who are we recruiting? You know, what are the right fits, you know, for the program? Like, I, I didn't know how it was going to happen. I'm going to be honest, and everyone that we thought we were going to get didn't, oh, yeah, come. didn't come. We're like, oh, at one point, we we're like, oh, we're going to get this guy. Oh, we're going to be nice. Yeah, we're thinking we're going to be the, gonna be we're going to have all these dudes that already have stuff, and no one came yeah. that we actually thought was going to come. And then right. people we didn't think were going to be able to come came. came. So it made no logical yeah. sense, which again yeah. shows that it's a God thing. You can't figure this stuff out on logic. Um, there, there is always a little bit of, you know, if you build it, it will come, mm-hmm. right? And that is a huge leap of faith, yeah. you know, to to kind of put yourself out there and hope and pray that it works out. Um, but you know, you, you put your faith and, and trust in God. What happens works out a lot more than it doesn't. You yeah. Know? And so, what a testimony of 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 how to start it. You know, um, Keith, do you think on a scale of one to ten, if you had to rate this, is like rating a child. <laughs> how, because how, I mean, even, even the lessons learned are really important, but how has the season gone from one to ten? Ten being exceeded your wildest dreams, one of them. I'll, I'll say this from a fulfillment standpoint in terms of like compared to Judah, compared to training, compared to being in the draft room or draft and, you know, riding the bus with all the dudes, fan, like, all the crazy things I've experienced, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, so I would say a 10. Now, has it been, it's been a 10, but it's been very unsmooth 10, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, it's been a, a 10. 10. It's been, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been like, it's been like, uh, <laughs> it's been like a very, like, I was about to say nappy haired, freaking <laughs> scruffy beard. I ain't got an edge in a minute. Like, it's, it's been challenging. There's been a lot of adversity with the 10, but I, it's, it's what we're supposed to be doing. And within that, like, I've still wanted to quit, like, a lot. Just being honest, like, he knows this. I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm, what am I doing here? I'm about to, I'm moving to Mexico. I'm moving to freaking Mexico. I'm done. I'm going to start an academy there and freaking eat tacos. And freaking, I don't even know what I'm saying now, bro. But, like, it's been, it's been discipling. And so you, you everything that I thought training was going to be and I thought Judah was going to be, this has been the, totality of it that I thought and and not saying it wasn't but like youth pastoring was going to be like this has been all of that wrapped into one and so it's been it's been amazing just because like you said it's it's the totality of everything it's development on the court it's development off the court it's walking through hard stuff with them off the court it's challenging them off the court it's them not responding to challenges off the court so then you bench them on the court it's having the freedom to do all of that and because I'm your high school coach and now your travel coach I don't want to hear what you have to say to mom and dad. It's just been so much deeper than just like. It's real. 
You know, you're yeah. You can truly speak into their life. You can truly hold them accountable. And you're with them so much more yeah. than Judah's that, trash. With training in, it's not trash. In, 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 <laughs> in comparison to yeah, like, yeah. The, 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 the amount of development that you're able to do yeah. by these kids. It's nine day. Right. You know, and it's like uh, you say it's a rough 10 uh, on the scale. And between the three of us, there's what? Uh, we're fathers of 10 kids? Dang. Right? Wow. <laughs> so, so, you know, and yeah, yeah, yeah. so fatherhood could be that way yeah. sometimes. It's a rough ten sometimes. Yeah. You know, but it's you wouldn't it, trade it. No, absolutely okay. not. You know, so I think like when I look back to what's happening and, and all that, there's a, a pretty good comparison about you know being a parent, and being a father. Uh, there's good days, bad days, there's challenging days, and you learn a lot mm-hmm. through that process of of, of that. Um, and I know. Um, Full disclosure, I have a kid in the, in the, the academy, Gavin, and I get to see it from a parent's side, um, what he's learned and how he has developed. Um, and he's probably going to watch this and want me to talk about him, but I will. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm extremely proud of him yeah. for, for the growth that he's done and the conversations that we've had that um, we didn't have while he was in public school, that we mm-hmm. didn't have while he was in a private school. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're doing the academy and the, the mentorship the um, the guidance, the freedom for him to be himself. Yeah, that's um, huge. You know, he, I think he's grown more in this last few months than at any more point in his, in his life. Um, I'm very thankful and grateful for that. Um, and as a parent, it, it, there's a little bit of a, um, a, a lot of leap of faith, mm-hmm. you know, um, taking your child out of a school that's established or whatever and, yeah. and yeah. doing something new that you feel like is the best fit for your child, um, risk or not, um, to see it pay off. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's it's rewarding um, to see that he's happy and and, and, and flourishing under this, this system um, and in learning. Um, and I think what um, our conversations and the car rides and stuff that we have is is it's not just building a basketball program to have basketball success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If Process Academy is to be successful, that means people are coming. And we're laying a foundation that allows for other children to come to know Christ yeah. and, and grow in their faith with God. And basketball takes care of itself. Right? 100%. Byproduct. Right. You know, so. Byproduct. And I can't really think of another school that is building a program to bring others to God the way we are. Yeah. You know, so it's like. There's, there's, there's probably. I hope there's some out there. Yeah, yeah pray. I, mean, I, I don't. Is, but yeah, there's none that, that we've there's none that we saw. None in our area. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that there's none that we're aware of. Right. You know? So, um, you know, that's the opportunity. Is is you're building something bigger than yourself. Yeah. Um, you have the opportunity to, to leave a legacy, um, and 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 then, you know, these are your one guys. Uh, what a special group, um, that they have to be, to to go through this. And for the guys who are watching this that don't know. K.O., how many players do we have? Five. Five. So, so perspective, <laughs> as, as we're talking about this academy, right? 25 we're dudes. Talking about five, five players, players, right? five kids. Right, we're not talking about the oh, JV team and the freshman team and blah, 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 blah. Oh, man. We are talking about five kids currently, um, and we'll be growing that, of course. But what they've had to go through, uh, and you would think, okay, we have five kids, we're a brand new uh, academy. Let's just take it easy. 
Huh. Right? <laughs> well, let, let's take it easy on them and see how they respond. Um, Kaya, what's, what's this? What, you know, you, you're pretty much the schedule master. What went into putting this schedule together? First of all, oh, talk about man. our record. I'm about to throw you under the bus, yeah. what you tried to do when hey, I was like, no, listen, bro, this listen, man's crazy. Bro. Y'all have, say, no, y'all have no idea. <laughs> talk about the record and, um, and why the schedule was put together and what are we sitting at now? 15? 15 and 4, and but the two versus Academy of Central Florida National Exhibition, so it would be six. But 15 and 4 if we... Exhibition game against a very, very high-level post-grad. So, I mean, for me, it was like, man, it's so late, um, to be honest with you, when it came to scheduling. It's like, you know, I got good relationships with schools in Orlando's, and I don't really know anyone here in Tallahassee at all. Yeah. Um, a little bit in Jacksonville, stuff like that, schools that we've played against because I've coached, you know, in the past at the high school level. Um and so I'm hitting those guys up, and I'm not getting great responses. It's like, hey, our schedule's full. Uh, we can't come to you. You know, we don't have the budget, whatever it might be. And uh, this young fellow looked at a king, and I was like, uh, king, we're going to be playing a whole lot of 20-year-olds. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to just, we're going to have to play post-grads. And, uh, and the majority of our schedule at one point was, was post-grads. And then we started yeah. getting some high schools, and some of those programs that had post-grad as well opened up a high school game for us, and, and thank you to them to, yeah. to give us a good schedule. Um, but I mean, we're playing nothing but academy, post grads, and high level teams. We've had one regular high school team. One. One yeah. the whole year. year. Intel has it. Shout out to DLA. CLA. Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you, CLA, for, for helping us. Yeah. The game on the it's the only one. And with competition. Yeah. And that we didn't have to travel for. Yeah, yeah. For really. Yeah, and that was too. nice. Like, it's a turn. Like, he was going to say, I was just going to throw my. <laughs> like, Yo. You know, I was like. We got to get games. I want these kids to play. One of our things was like, hey, you're going to play a lot of games. You're going to play more games than you do, you know, yeah. at your traditional high school. And uh, and I was like, all right. You know, I had these postgrads up. They're like, okay, we'll play uh, Saturday at 6 and then Sunday at 11 a.m. And I was like, all right, put it on schedule. Mm-hmm. So all of our back to back. All of our <laughs> loss, all of our four losses have been on a late night game and a early morning 10 a.m type 10 a.m 8 a.m early morning start game all four of the losses that might have been we got five guys i don't know yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, get get back to the airbnb at 11 p.m and play at eight yeah because I mean, you, you play the, the one team on the night before and then you turn around and you play a different team yeah mm-hmm. it's like you play the same team back yeah back, yeah, yeah. Right? so we'll play right. a post grad so and a regional or... i mean sometimes we'll play you know the better team in the morning in the morning right in the morning game and they're after. fresh yeah, and our five guys with no breaks, no timeouts, no subs. They're dead in the morning. Yeah, and and but still were, compete though. Very competitive. Yeah. They were close yeah. games, and uh, we took them down to the wire. So, um, you know, and talking to other parents and, and other people, they make a big deal about the five people playing mm-hmm. uh, because it's completely different, and that's not something you see very often. Right. But behind closed doors, that has never been the excuse. No, never, never. I, I, to be honest. When you say it, I remember, but I don't even think about the fact that we only have five guys. Uh, it's it's like I thought about it more in the beginning of the season because I'm like, yo, what if somebody gets hurt? Right. But so then I was like, well, yo, God said we're gonna to do it. We're doing it in faith. Amen. I'm just gonna have faith that no one's gonna get hurt and we're gonna be okay. And yeah. God willing, no one's gotten hurt, and we have two games left in the season, and we've had a healthy season, yeah. and we've had dudes leave, and then we've been with four, mm-hmm. and then God dropped someone else that has been wanting to come to the academy. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, couldn't. And, and then all of a sudden, right when somebody leaves, he comes in. So it's like, it's yeah. been a lot of things that just, you can't. You can't script it. Yeah, it's just, it's it's, it's definitely got God's hand in it's it. It's not possible without God. 100%. Looking yeah. at it, like, I'm thinking back to, you know, one of the kids, Marcus, um, and the conversation we're getting him up here. 
You know, I was helping Marcus get into another school in Orlando because I'm like, there's no way you're going to move to Tallahassee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm going to help you out, get you into this school over here. And that was a process. And, you know, something had happened where there was a little bit of, a, like, uh, an issue with him getting into the school I was helping him get into in Orlando. And uh, I was praying about it. Like, man, we don't have no players. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let me pray about this thing. And he's like, yeah, call Marcus. I think I might have called you first. You did. Um, and then you're like, if you, if you ever in prayer, you got to do it. I was like, all right. I'm pray about it again. I pray about it again. Call Marcus. Yeah. I was like, call Marcus. I said, Marcus, this is going to sound crazy. But why don't you come over to Tallahassee and be part of our academy? And he's like, what? I was like, I know you probably don't want to leave, but I'm going to just be honest with you. I thought about you in prayer. It's completely a prayer thing. I need you to pray about it. Get back to me. He might have called me within a couple hours. That was quick. I could be wrong, but it was very quick. Where he was like, I prayed about it, yes. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. And, and Marcus is a good friend. I mean, all the kids are special, and we'll we'll talk about them. But yeah. Marcus, he, he he's a glue guy. He makes the offense go. He makes the defense go. Um, I mean, he's just a special person. You know, that um, every player on Process Academy has such an individual stamp mm-hmm. that makes it, you know, special. And um, it's just, it's been a joy to see these kids grow in that and, and experience themselves. And, and um, you can see the growth. You can see it in the stats. You can see it on, you know, how they carry themselves, mm-hmm. uh, their confidence. And it's just, you know, the, the players themselves have been, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, you guys as, as individuals and, and, and the history. But what they're doing today on the court is, it's, it's unreal. Yeah, you know, um, we got a good group. We got a special group that because not a lot of kids would one be willing to do something that's so unique and different, and then two would continue to like show up day after day with the adversity that we've had to go through. Right. It's hard, right? It's, we're not talking PE class, and, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and open gym, yeah. right? I mean, these kids are—they're doing. They'll show up at six a.m., right? And they're going through practice. They're going through lifts. Um, they're doing Bible devotions, they're um, going to school, going back, doing shooting, doing dribbling, another team practice. They're, I mean, and everything Let's has... to get the sand pits. The sand pits. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, just the... the it's got to be... They won't forget. Out there. Everyone's right. got to know. You know, like, the, the, what is asked for them to be able to, to, to be at this elite level and play teams and play and beat 20-year-olds? Um, you know, so... Not everyone's really cut out for it. Is what yeah, I'm it's, to say. Right. it takes special people to do it um, and to not quit and to understand that, you know, you'll be better once you get through it. You're going to be building a program that brings others to the Christ. So, you know, the eyes is on the prize. But, man, I look at what these kids are doing um, on their schedule, what they have to eat, their, their nutrition, the sleep requirements, the recovery requirements. Um the attention that is, is placed for them to get through a whole season healthy right. um, and have energy and confidence all the way through. Yeah, and they're playing. Some, sometimes we're playing 40-minute games. Like, I would say, and Kale can talk more about it because he's had experience with high school programs. I've never been a part of a high school program. Like, that's one of the main reasons why we did it because we felt this is missing. Like, kids want to go to play at the next level. They want to play at college. You know, everybody wants to make it to the league. Um this is everywhere. I mean, Tallahassee, to be honest with you, like, is probably, man, I'm just keeping 100. It's worse than other places. You've seen that now. You thought I was yeah, crazy at first. The difference between here and Orlando in terms of, you know, where players are and 
the understanding. They just don't know. Because it's smaller here. They, you know like, what I mean? The market is very small. You know, like, yeah. there's smaller markets even. And we talk about Jasper a little bit, like where MJ's from. Yeah. Um, but the Orlando markets, you play against more talent. You see so it. You see it more often. Mm-hmm. I feel like here, you don't see it as often in the city. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it's something that, you know, with every kid that I've talked to, I've tried to, like, hey, guys, like, it's different. Like, it's it's not this small pond. Like, it's a big lake out there. And outside of the lake, Friggin ocean. there's an ocean. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's players everywhere. Like, there's other countries, too, that you're trying to. So if you look at and compare to your peers and people around you, you're missing the mark by a long shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're so much more. No, like, I don't think high schoolers, like, know what it takes. Like, I'm going to just take it a step further. And, like, this is this is obviously not everybody. There's a lot of coaches that know a lot more than me from a coaching standpoint. Um, but I think the average high school coach don't know what it takes either. Or they don't have the time to invest, which is a very real thing. Or they don't care. So I feel like it's one of the three things. Yeah. You don't know, you don't care, or you just don't have the time, which is understandable because there's a lot of things going on. And so, yeah. Yeah. you know, when we yeah, got these guys, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're like, listen, like, this is what we do full time. This is what right. we do as a, as a profession. Like, obviously, basketball is a byproduct. I, I could care less about basketball if it's in comparison to your soul. I don't care um, at all. Like, but... God says to work at everything as if we're working for the Lord. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do this with excellence. And because this is the craft that, and, and, and the skill set that God's given me and the vessel that he's given me, we're going to do it to the best of our ability. And so we're going to challenge the mess out of you every single day. And if you can't deal with, not literally, but getting punched in the face from a workout, mm-hmm. from your legs not being there, yeah. from getting challenged every single time you tell a white lie, every single time you make a face that we don't like and we're going to make you run or do bear crawls and it seem extra or od like then you're not you're not gonna last and here's the thing like no one i don't think came in prepared for it but they had an open mind at some level and they had a longing for what we were trying to give and so they've been able to stay but if you don't have the desire to get better and everyone says it like oh you want to get better you want to develop yeah coach i want to develop like that's the fakest statement I've ever heard besides, yeah, whatever, I'm like, not going to say my joke. Here's what it takes like, like nobody, you say it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Coach says it all the time. Like, I, I'll say this. Kids will come to you and say, we'll say, hey, where, what do you want to do basketball? What's everybody's answer? I want to go to the NBA. I want to go to the NBA. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. They don't. That's a question you really got to ask. Because they don't yourself. know what it takes to get there. Because yeah. the, 99% of kids that I've trained, that I've worked with, right, it's been that same thing. It's like, okay, you got to do one, two, three, four, and five. And these names got to be checked every single time. And they're like, oh, I got to do all that? Mm-hmm. But you said you want to go to the league. Reality is, and I'm going to be full and disclosure. And that's the minimum that you know of right now. Right. Yeah. And, and most of the time, to be honest, like, you're 5'3", you can't jump, you're slow. Do everything right, you're still probably not making it. Yeah. You're still not going to make it. Yeah. So when you ask me that, though, my mind goes to, okay, this kid has no chance at what he's saying he wants to do. How can I help him get the closer? Right. So we're going to we gonna work, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. So it really a lot depends of times on what you, you, you got to peel off the bandaid, yeah. yeah, and you got to hit with the hard truth first and yeah. say, "Okay, but now here's what I would get to work." Right. A lot of these kids aren't expecting to play a, a game, and then when something emotional happens, there's a timeout, and then all of a sudden we're in the parking lot running. <laughs> this was last during game. the middle yeah, of a game. We were playing a post grad. Yeah, we had some bickering, <laughs> and uh, I was Between like, you know other. what? And there was, it was like, you know what? This is unacceptable because we're talking a lot about the basketball stuff, but from a character standpoint, right. again, that's our number one thing. Like, right. It's about being imitators of Jesus Christ. 
And so when our character is bad, like, I don't care about anything else. Like, we have to, unfortunately, talking sometimes doesn't get through to them as much. So it's like, okay, we're going to put you in a position of physical pain or emotional, I don't want to say pain, but like, yeah, like you have to go through something to snap out of it and to wake you up from, it's not all about you. This is unacceptable. You're not the center of the universe. Jesus, others, yourself, joy. We actually mean it. We're going to stand by. And so we're going to do little things to remind you. So we're in the middle of the game and yeah, we had some, we had some bickering. Yeah. We were down by 10. Yeah. Down by 10. Trying to make a push. Timeout. In the parking lot, referees are looking at the scores table going, are they coming back? Yeah, I told him, I was like, hey, if we don't make it back in time, give us a tech. We'll take a tech. The referee came up to me and was like, hey, they're not back. He was like, give us a tech. They're just kind of looking at me. They're looking at me like we're crazy. What? It's like, yeah, this is number one. Like, character first, we can't. We did a CLA, too, when we took Marcus out and the ref's like this. And he said, you can't play a four. I was like, yes, we can. Discipline over freaking wins. Give us a tech. He's coming out the game. I don't care what you say. Okay. (laughs) was like, okay. You're right. I like that. <laughs> like it is what it is. But here's yeah. the thing, won both games. Yeah. yeah. We. I asked. I asked him 70 times after the game. Yeah, I was I like, much, yeah. "Am I doing too much? Am I cra-? like? I felt like it needed to be done." See, I don't think we would have won the game. And then I asked Amber. I was like, "Did we go on a run after?" She's like, "Yeah, we went on a run. And we took a leak yeah. Yeah. after because like it wakes us up of like, yo, what we're doing? Because usually the issues that we have, and I have this issue. I think every human being yeah. has this issue, and I think God is the only one that can get us out of this issue. Is we look so much at ourselves. And we get such in our own, woe is me, um, you know, everything's against me, it's his fault. Yeah. Instead of looking internally, be like, okay, I have the choice to choose how I'm going to react. And so that's, I think, our biggest thing. Like, we always talk about having joy. Like, and joy stands for Jesus, others, yourself. Yourself has to be at the end of that totem pole. Because if you take, I'm trying to honor God with everything that you do. And then you care about others more than yourself. You're going to be taken care of, yeah. especially on a basketball court. Like, and, and that's our job too. Like, I mean, as coaches, right? We look at it like as mentors or whatever you want to call us. Like, we have to be able when you flip the Y and the J, we got to remind you of that. Yeah, you know what I mean. We flip the O and the Y, yeah. we got to remind and you. Yo, yo, sounds like trash. Right? It sounds terrible. <laughs> it sounds so much better, and it is. Yeah. It's like with coach, like we hold ourselves to the same standard. Yeah. That's the thing that you know. I think the kids are starting to understand more and more as they get to know us. Like. You know, we'll call each other out on stuff. Like, that's what I need. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to be around someone that just affirms all the bad things that I'm doing right. and all the mistakes that I'm making. You know what I mean? Like, I need people around me that are going to help me grow. And that's what we're trying to show them. Like, hey, guys, it feels good to have those people who are always just praising you and aren't calling you out on things. Yeah. But those people are making you worse. It feels good to eat a ton of cake until you're bloated mm-hmm. and overweight right after so like it's sluggish what, what'd you what'd you say about the taco oh my gosh no it's it it's good. it's a good idea at the time yeah until, yeah until you gotta deal with the consequences right. and that's everything man like and going back to it like the whole purpose was starting the academy it's like we we're talking about this in the car on the way here it's to fill a need you know what I mean? Like, we're looking at, like, man, what do we not like about AAU basketball? You know, as coaches, mm-hmm. as being on the platform and noticing, it's like, you know, I'll tell the story I said I was going to say before. I went to an AAU game. I'm not going to say the team's name. I don't even know the team's name, to be honest. We were at a tournament, and, you know, kids are they're going to step out of line. They're going to react, different things like that. Kid did something. Coach tried to, you know, call him out on it. And the kid took his jersey off and balled up his fists. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. 
what do you do now, coach? The player's trying to fight the coach. Player's trying to fight the coach. And um, that same kid starts the game. The same game. What are we teaching him mm. about life? And the teammates that watch that. Right. And what are the teammates now feeling like, man, okay, well, I can do the same. Right. Yeah. And then so now it's like a, an illusion of, you know, oh, if I'm a pretty good basketball player, I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And then you see the issues that happen, you know, with pros at the highest level, you know, that, that get in trouble and, or whatever happens in cases like that. And it's like, where, man. Where does that fly in America, in, in any corporate setting, any, you know, like that doesn't. It's like anywhere in life, man. Life basketball period. is like, basketball is the worst. Yeah. And that's like, from a culture standpoint, like basketball culture is, let's be honest, it's freaking garbage. Like yeah, people right. act like it's like it's good and, and it's it's trash, man. It's just use and abuse. You're above the law. You can do whatever you want. But the second you're not, you can't put the ball in the goal. Yeah, Nobody cares about you. Yeah. It's all fake. And then we got so many dudes. Like we, we bring up stories of guys that we knew growing up. That's like, and, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, working at the car wash. There's nothing wrong with some of the things that guys are doing. Like, there's nothing wrong with it at all. Like, right. if that's what you're supposed to be doing, you're right. supposed to be doing it. Yeah. But there is something wrong with that's not what you're supposed to be doing. And you end up doing something that's not what God has created you for. That's not right. us- utilizing the talents that he gave you because right. you had a character issue. But nobody cared about your character issue because you were good at basketball. Good. And you weren't even really that good right. if we're talking... If we're talking local here right now and not using examples, we're talking about these dudes aren't even good. Yeah. They're just better than the other duck. Better sorry, that was mean. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> that's me, though. I'm sorry. That's how I talk. But no, like, you're better than the other person that's not good. But because it's like if, if I'm a basketball player and I go to a local high school and I play varsity as a sophomore, in theory, I didn't play varsity as a sophomore. As a, as, a, as, a, as a growing up, I did not play varsity mm-hmm. sophomore. So it's easy to look at someone else and be like, oh, I'm better than them. Oh, what are you going to tell me? Right. But in reality, you're, mm-hmm. you have to look at not who you're competing against, but you need to look at the totality of the picture. Mm-hmm. You're not that good. I can't say I'm the greatest Christian ever. I'm the best person ever because I look at someone else that's maybe living a very sloppy life or isn't even a professing Christian at all and be like, well, look at me. Who am I comparing? Yeah. No, my- <laughs> <laughs> but like, who am I comparing myself to? Am I comparing myself to Jesus, or am I comparing myself right, to right. someone that I know standard. that I'm better? So the standard is so low. I think in like high school basketball, to be honest with you, in AAU basketball, in training culture, in basketball culture overall. Mm-hmm. But people run away from the truth yeah. until it's too late. Yeah. And people don't realize that they're running away from it until it's too late. Until it's too late. We right. tell them, we, I've told parents this a gazillion times. He's experienced this. People come around their senior year. He's got dudes calling him last week, two weeks ago, that are in college right now talking right. about it. Right. That are playing at a high level and can't last out of school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to this dude and, you know, they, they were good at basketball-wise, but they didn't really develop him as a person. And now they don't have any of this type of stuff that's going to actually allow them to last that's when they get to the next level when right. it gets hard because they can't fight through adversity because their character sucks. And so they're calling him after not working with him for multiple years. Yeah. And it's like they're doing it, and you can try and warn people, but it takes a special person to listen off of other people's experiences rather than your own. Right. Give me, give me like three things that a high school player can do to be successful. Right. So we're at the tail end of the high school season. Yeah. Right. As we're doing this right now, uh, districts and state championships are starting coming up. But give me three things that a high school player that's going into the summer yeah. can do to start their journey to be successful. 
leave your school and come to the academy and i'm dead i'm <laughs> no, dead it's, it's, i'm it's dead serious a, i'm dead serious yeah. you're 99 percent of players have no chance if they do what, what what all the other players do and it sounds so harsh saying and it sounds like we're tooting our own horn pull but it's the, just reality pull up the stats What's the they, statistics of players that get into college? It's freaking like 3% it's or something low. like that. And, and if you look so, at the top 100. It's not harsh. <laughs> you know, the, the list of rankings of top 100 players right. or top 150 players, 75% of those kids are not in traditional high schools. They're in prep schools. Yeah. Um, Just it's, it's too hard, man. Like it's – so if a player, all seriousness, I would say come to the academy, number one. But, like, you don't come to the academy. You have to, like, work smart and hard and that's where the issue is right. people don't know how to work smart and they don't know how to work hard, hard. or we, we have dudes that i will rename i will they're going to remain nameless it's the truth bro it's the truth it is. romy caught i'm sorry I, I hate to say his name but like right. you said it perfectly bro yeah. King of you, you can't score five points versus freaking Lincoln, and but you're the juice here. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't help. It's a disservice, man. No, and the, and the thing it's is delusion is that college coaches see it. Yeah, but but they don't. So if I you mean, tell them you're hating, be right, right. Why you hating on me, coach? If, if, if Johnny Bassett's gonna go down to the camp, <laughs> might be called the therapy group. Judith Piper is the right. He wants what I have. He's yeah. unhealthy. Yeah. He's not telling the truth, which no one else is telling you. Right. He's not healthy. So that's why he's asking. Do you think that's real love? <laughs> that's what we're always asking for. Yeah, that's exactly it. Right. Yeah. There's no reason. Yeah. They don't need to save the rant. You should probably say this on there. Yeah, save it. Save the rant. <laughs> Proof is in the offices too. You know, when when college coaches are reviewing the tapes and they're seeing the stats and they're seeing the competition, why isn't a guy who's scoring twenty points a game it up here? That Lincoln, yeah. Yeah, well, why why is he not? Because it doesn't matter. It's not translatable at all. It's and yeah. the thing is, they don't know it's not translatable. And then when you tell them it's not translatable, hating. you're hating because right. no one wants to hear the truth. Again, <laughs> it's it's. We, we got we got to say this on camera. This no, is, it's this is like number one that kids have to understand and listen. No, to. for sure, it's like. <laughs> I don't know if I should give my same analogy or what, bro, but right, like. So, well, we're on. So, our, the first thing was come to the academy. Yeah. All right. And the, and the second thing that you would tell a high school player uh, going into the summer to start working on would be? Work hard and smart. The issue is you probably don't know how to work hard and smart. We have a, we have a player that will rename, remain nameless. And, again, great kid. There's a lot of kids in our academy. This is every kid in our academy. I'm not talking about a player. This is yeah, the entire yes. kid. We had a conversation about it. We don't know how to work at a level that's going to get you to where you want to go. The reason why we're successful as an academy is because we force them Mm -hmm. to work at a level. But if we don't, if we give them two days on their own, they're going to go back. They might work harder than their peers, but it's, it's the attention to detail, working on the right things and working at a pace that's always going to translate is so difficult. And so from a high school standpoint, Dudes are having a lot of success. Whether you have a good season or don't have a good season in high school, let me go. Let me go there. Um, you have to find somebody. It doesn't have to be me. I don't care if it's not me. Right. Now, low key, we're That's getting out of training anyways, which is a conversation for another time. Yeah. But um, you have to find somebody that cares about you enough to tell you the hard truth. truth. 
like I, I said an analogy, John the Baptist goes and says, you know, repents, repent and gets on the Pharisees. Jesus gets on the Pharisees, you brood of vipers and goes off and, and they take it personal. He's not saying that because he's hating on them. He's saying that because he loves them and, and is telling them the truth. They don't want to listen because they're at a certain status. So if you're at a certain status at your school or your certain status in your AAU team and you yeah, think it's or, or, or in the city or wherever and you think that that's enough, it probably isn't. And the issue is a lot of people haven't seen what it takes. Right. They don't have people in their circle yeah. that know what it takes. Like, mm-hmm. And so when you have someone from the outside saying, hey, man, like, you know, you're an okay player, but like you got to get better. This, 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 this. I'll I'll give this as an example, and we told him this a thousand times. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say his name because he knows we love him. Gabe, Gabe, best shooter in Tallahassee. What does he say after Academy of Central Florida? I'm not a great shooter. Why? Because he realizes that it wasn't translatable. He can't get a shot off when he goes against dudes that have length that are super fast, super agile. When every wing is six eight and super <laughs> athletic. Yeah. And now, being coached extremely hard. Right. <laughs> it doesn't work the same way. Right. And, and no one's sitting back in a 2-3 zone. Yeah. And just letting Sacking, you shoot. Yeah. Letting you shoot. Yeah. It's hard. And, 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 and to his credit, and this is why I'm okay with saying him, right. he wants to get better. Right, yeah. He's, 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 he's outstanding when it comes to, okay, yeah, I'm going to get better. I'm going to work at it. Yeah. I'm going to be coachable at it. Mm-hmm. The issue is, if he doesn't experience it and we tell him all this stuff, it's very easy, yeah. not saying that he would because Gabe's uh, – abnormally coachable kid, which is right. outstanding for him. That's right. why he's going to have a chance. It's probably going to go on one ear and out the other. How are you going to tell me I'm not the best shooter in Tallahassee? Hey, it's 6 threes last game. I'm shooting 45% from three. What are you so talking about? Statistically, it says I'm the best shooter yeah. in Tallahassee. Yeah, but it's not translatable. Yeah, well, and, 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 and explain what that means because people don't, I don't think, I don't think they get it. Yeah. When it says what, what, it's not translatable because college coaches, they look at the film. Yeah. Right? If they're interested in a the kid, they're going to look at the film. They're going to look at the stats. And they're going to say, well, yes, you shot six threes. You're shooting at 45%. Why isn't that translatable? Can, who, who are you playing against? That's okay. one, mm-hmm. right? Can you get this shot off in our conference with the way that guys in our conference play defense mm-hmm. and the types of players that we have? Mm-hmm. That's what they're looking at. It's like a player that – I had a player a long time ago that, that you know, uh, holds the record for most threes made in Lake County, right? Mm-hmm. 70-something, 60-something points a game or something like that. Crazy. But those buckets aren't translated because of the, who, the talent you're playing against, mm-hmm. right? So they're looking at it like, how are you scoring? How are you getting your shots off, right? right? Are you doing a layup over a 5'6 dude that can't jump? Not translatable. So if you're getting like, 20 points on the layup on the dude that's 5'4 that can't jump, it's not going to translate when now you got a 7-footer mm-hmm. coming on the backside to pin your stuff with his elbow. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Can so, you physically take contact? That's a huge yeah, thing. High scores, there's no – like. Yeah. We struggle with it. We played Academy of Central Florida. Oh, like yeah. we saw it. Like I'm, I'm going off, and I got you know, I think my first tech of the year, because um, every single time it's a hard form, and they're just moving our guys because they're 20 years old, and they're coached really hard by a great coach, and they're actually really good basketball players that are pretty much all going to play in college at some level. Yeah. Some of them already committed to Division One schools, mm-hmm. so it's like we have to understand as coaches, as parents, as players that like. It's okay for it not to be translatable. Yeah. It's not okay for it to stay non-translatable. And that's the issue because... If your goal is not to play high level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're trying to play at the high level, it's just not going to work. Yeah, if you want to be a varsity player and have fun... Yeah, and that's it. Great. Cool. Outstanding. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's cool. I just want to keep better for you to admit that and to have that posture. 
still give your best, but to have that posture, if you know that basketball isn't for you, rather than right. faking it. Yeah. Um, like we, Academy of Central Florida, like, and this is interesting for you, for you to hear from a parental side, we told all of our guys, I don't even know how many times, you shoot too slow, you don't shoot high enough, none of the things that you do Prior are to going to work <laughs> before the game. Yeah. And we've been telling this for, yeah. I don't even know how long. Yeah. The game happens. Everything comes to fruition. We shoot 7% from the dang three. That's an exaggeration. But we, it was our worst three-point shooting game of the year. Yeah. Two, two games in a row. Mm-hmm. Our worst field goal shooting game of the year. And we lose. And after the game. College scouts in the stands. Yeah. Got UCF yeah. in the stands. Got Sam Houston in the stands. So like, it's a, yeah, you might not have your homeboy uh, when you make a three going freaking this in the stands. Yeah. But you got Street someone that man. actually matters yeah. instead of groupies in the stands. Sorry. I can't, you know, I can't help myself, man. Um, instead of that, in the stands, you got people that actually matter. And guess what? Oh, yes. Them dudes might have came for us, which they did. God, thank goodness that we, you know, had an opportunity to have colleges come for guys on our team. Yeah. But guess what? Those other dudes see those guys in the stands, right. too. Mm-hmm. I'm in Orlando and UCF's at my game. All right, I'm going to make sure I'm on my P's yeah. and Q's. Sam Houston no is at my game. I'm going to lock this dude up, and I'm going to play as hard as I possibly can because right. I want that offer. Right. And to be honest, some of them are could actually yeah, get it. Actually, yeah. Yeah. They're good and, enough. And the mindset of a twenty-year-old, I mean, with a post-grad, different. No, it's different, yeah. right? I mean, we're walking in there with a fourteen-year-old on the roster. Sorry, a fifteen-year-old, a fifteen-year-old on the roster. Yeah. Okay. The level of with five kids, and they've got fifteen. <laughs> right, grown men, fifteen. They're, they're coming at us. Yeah. You have to understand where how they would feel. It's disrespectful. It is. I'm going to destroy it's, those it's kids. Right. They're, they're coming back as, as hard as they can. You can't get that level of um, competition. If, if you're not playing for a Montverde, an IMG, right. a Wasatch, a Sunrise Christian, an Oak Hill, there's other schools, obviously, that maybe aren't a prolific prep, uh, Academy of Central Florida. Yeah. If you're not playing for a team that is similar to those, you just don't know. The Rock, no. you don't know. Right. And... Yeah, this is my first year coaching, so I'll, I'll, by, I want to make it very clear. I do not know everything. I've been around it a lot. I've worked with the highlight players, a lot, a lot of high-ranked, high-level players that have gone on to be successful. I would have not been ready for this at all. If I was in high school, I would never – I'd be horrible. But sure. our guys, even when we lose, mm-hmm. are getting an experience that high school kids are not getting. You're not getting this going to a regular high school. Right. So when we tell you that it's not translatable and you think we're crazy – or when we tell you, hey, they're not good enough, and the parents like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you actually get to see it, not and so then you come back, and it's like, okay, I'm really not. So now I, I, I know where I need to be. Like, mm-hmm. separate of our academy, C.J. Walker plays for UCF, went to Oregon, was a Jordan Brand All American, like top 25 in the country. His turning moment, he worked really hard, six foot eight, 45 inch vertical. Um, Super dude, dude worked hard, like, good kid, man. Um, I, talking with him, when we were working out back in the day, he he told me his wake-up call was when he played Montverde Academy as a junior. He was at, I believe he was at OCP as a junior. Or maybe he's a sophomore. I don't know. But he played Montverde. He was ranked. He already had offers. Scored zero points. Mm. And he said that was the wake-up call to realize because he already had the offers. He already had the social media following. He's doing all the windmills and games. He has all that stuff. That was the moment he realized, I'm not as good as I think I am. I have to wake up at 5 a.m. every day, even though I'm already ranked to go put in work in the gym, and I have a 45-inch vertical. I have to do those things. I'll, I'll pause you right there. That's the, that's what makes players. The response. Yeah. But having experience in the first place, that's what makes yeah. you or breaks you. Yeah. 
And I want to be. Yeah. I, it's either a make or break situation because it, I don't want to waste any player's time, you know, with fake, you know, I don't even know how to say it, just fakery, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like thinking that they're good when they're not. And then when they, at the end of the road, and they're seniors, and they're sitting like, man, I got a lot because I thought I was pretty you good. You need to Sorry get. Didn't work out. You need to get. You need. <laughs> and, that's all, and that's all they get from everybody. Yeah. Else. You need to get cooked. You have to. You have to get cooked. You have to. Yeah. There's. I don't. I don't think there's many NBA players that haven't got cooked at one point in their life. Because they're playing versus dudes that cook them, and then it right. gives them. So like, if you don't get cooked, you don't. And like, the issue is, oh my gosh. From that, though, we run from it, or you got a bad dude that semi cooks in a bad way, a really bad player. So the really bad player thinks the other bad player is actually good, when they're actually not good. Yeah. And so you're freaking going to McDonald's thinking that you got hibachi because you don't know what good right, cooking is. Right, and right. it's just like, it's, oh, man, it's just, yeah. it's killing, man. And it's. So I mean, that, that's that's one of the strengths of, of the academy is and scheduling these teams. Yeah. On the schedule. Yeah, the schedule going to get harder. We ain't, yeah. that's, I got to make this point. This Bro, is we, try, we try to play Montverde. Yeah. National. National team. Yeah. We almost got them. We would have gotten beaten, Academy kids. We would have gone in the game with the intention of winning. So we we would have got to beat him by a thousand. Yeah, and we wanted to play. Yeah, I don't care. We're not running. For, it doesn't matter. Like the biggest thing that that I, it hurts me so much because I've been part of programs like this. I've been part of you know high school programs that the goal was state championship. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That can't be the goal. No. That also has to be a byproduct. Yeah. And I'm sorry if I'm talking a little bit louder now because I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> it's sure. not about the freaking plastic ring or metal or whatever mm-hmm. the heck it is. Yeah. It means nothing. Yeah. If I'm not helping these players grow one as people, obviously most importantly in Christ, and even as a basketball player. It means nothing for eternity and it means nothing when you're 40 and you're like, oh, I want a state yeah, championship and nobody cares and, and you, you can't go find your find ring. The ring in the garage <laughs> yeah. that you haven't looked at in 20 years. And that's the thing. A lot of time goes into that because now you got the strength to schedule. Right, so you got to schedule strategically so that you're winning games. We there's no strategy to our schedule. No, it doesn't Can you matter. Play, we'll come to you. Yeah, who's got- the best team? Will you? Are you willing to play us with five players? Yeah, we'll go. Yeah, I, I, we try to play some of our Christian. Yeah, and IBC. We try to play yeah. two and IBC teams. Yeah. Like, there's there's no fear in it because if we lose, you get better. We get better. If we win, we get better. If we have an emotional breakdown. We learn about it, and we get better. So at some way, level, shape, or form, as a team, we're going to get better. And guess what? I'm going to get better, and he's going to get better, and we're going to talk about it, about what we didn't do right from a leadership standpoint, mm-hmm. from a imitating Jesus standpoint. Yeah. So we're going to grow in our faith. Something, we're going to get better. Yeah. And that's what it should be about. But unfortunately, i got to have a good record. My coaching career has to be above 500. Mm-hmm. I don't care. We don't care about any of that. Now, granted, we have a good record this year. Cool, great. Glory be to God. That's not what we came in this thing for. I don't care about being a decorated coach. I don't care about being one of the best coaches in the city. I don't. Care. It doesn't matter. Right. There's no point if I'm not helping each individual by holding them accountable, by telling them the truth, to get them to a place where they can see themselves as like, man, okay, I got a long way to go, but with this knowledge, I may have a little chance. We had the news person come, did the story, Allison Posey, she came a few weeks ago. Later, because someone didn't do their job in practice, we started that game with four players. Yeah, same, same night. So it's just like I think coach and I think coaches are afraid of it. And to be honest, the way certain school systems work, you can't hold players accountable, which is another issue I think that really sucks. So um, I think it's if, hard to when, 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 your hands are tied. So yeah, when, when you're sure. when you're a coach and, and there's a player that's playing 
thirty thousand dollars a year, you know, to go to a private school. Yeah. And father, mom, is there a huge booster and all that? Mm-hmm. Some of that stuff comes into play. Mm-hmm. Why I have to start this kid, or versus a and, and so that's, trash, man. That's, yeah, a, that's, that's a hard. That's for everyone. The, the kids can't enjoy that. Most for the no, kids. No, it's right? horrible. You know, and yeah. the kid's not getting better. Um, and it's getting lied to. Yeah. Because mom and dad have money. So yeah. it's, it's favoritism. Not, it, can't, it can't happen. No. I'm gonna. You're not gonna play. I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you pull out. <laughs> we don't. We don't have boosters right now. If you <laughs> if you if you do want to be our booster, we'll gladly accept yeah. you as your life decision. But <laughs> we will time. not. <laughs> yeah, we'll Fast. give your kid no favoritism. It'd probably be harder on. To be honest yeah. with you. So it's like, it, it, just the truth, just being real, like, you have Facts. to be able to be truthful at all costs. And that's the, that's the biggest key. Like, we talk about it all the time, like, man, are we being mean? Are we doing this? Right, so are we saying truth 80 love? times a day. That's it. Do they know we tell them the truth? And do they know we love them? Yeah. Nothing else matters. No. And, like, winning isn't the barometer. You know, and I've, you guys have shown that throughout the season where – You'll play with four. You'll bench kids. You'll go out in the parking lot and run. You'll take pets. That's wild thinking about now that he says it. You know, you'll do all these things. You'll win a game by 40 or 30, and the kids will feel like it's a loss. Because the standard wasn't winning the game. The standard was getting prepared at at the highest level to compete at the higher levels. Because you told me that was the goal that you want to get to the NBA. 100%. Right? And I can't get you there to the NBA if you just want to beat a team by two, three points. Yeah. Right. If if we win a game by thirty, and we didn't respect the opponent, we bickered, we didn't play for each other, and most importantly, play for God. Had bad body language. Had bad body language. I don't care about the win. It was a loss. Yeah. It was a win because we got to address those issues in basketball. To me, I always yeah. say builds character. Basketball, in my opinion, reveals, reveals character. Doesn't build character. So it just shows basketball is a mirror to show us who we really are. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a win for us. Like. We have a high. It doesn't mean that we're gonna beat ourselves up about it. And like, I'll get it on to after game. We'll talk, and we move on. Yeah. Like it's not. Yeah. It's it's not an idol where you win the game and or you lose the game and don't talk to anybody. The car ride better be silent. We're not feeding right. anybody. It's not that. No, I don't care about that. Like, it's not about the win or loss. It's about the process in which we did it. Did we hold ourselves to the standard, and did we exemplify what joy is? Yeah. Really, that simple. If we did, we're okay. If we're playing an extremely, you know, formidable opponent, right? That's you know, quote unquote better than us because basketball is a game that can, it can go either way. Played a lot of opponents that are better than us. Right, one hundred percent. But we look at it like even if we lose that game, it's a battle, mm-hmm. and you're playing with joy, Jesus, others, yourself. We're not going to chew you out after the game. Yeah. yeah. Now, if we win, mm-hmm. and you played selfish, and all you cared about we was are going to chew you out. We might go to Sam Pitt. The talk notes last about two and a half hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's it's not what we're doing, it's how we're doing it. And it's the same thing. Why? Why does that matter? You asked the question earlier, right? College coaches. Why is it not translatable? Because mm-hmm. it's it's how you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's the same concept. Like, the vision is we get kids, they get better, they go to college one day, right? That college coach comes back and is like, man, I don't, this, I don't have to worry about this kid going through the transfer portal. Right. I don't have to worry about, you know, breaking this kid out of all his bad habits. Because that's what happens when you go to college. Right. You're going to face it at some point. Mm-hmm. And maybe it doesn't happen in college, but it happens in the pros for different levels of talent. That's what people don't understand. We talk about it all the time. You look at a dude. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. There's dudes that are here that are very, very talented that can get away with having bad character, can get away with 100%. not being held accountable, can get away with these things. But at some point, they're going to get caught up, yeah. whether it's not making an all-star, whether it's not 
Well, they're four and five star players, and then they go their freshman year and they don't play. Right. Yeah. They're, they're it, redshirted. Right. It happens at all, all levels. Yeah. It always yeah. catches up to you. Unless you're one of the top 10 players in the world, right. it's going to catch up to you at some yeah. point where now you're not on a roster, where now you're not making the money you should have, yeah. whatever it may be. And I might think my thing is like, I want you to leave here like we talk about it. Yo, if you're a selfish individual and you are jogging or you're snickering or not giving your best in practice, knowing that the whole team's going to have to suffer for it, what are you going to do to your wife one day? How is she going to look at you? How, how, how are your kids going to act one day? How is... How are you going to, again, I'm going back to a Jesus thing, like, how is that going to be in a, a positive light or an ambassador for Christ? Like, and so ultimately, it's just learning how to deny ourselves, man, because we're, I, again, I have it too. Like, if we're not careful, if any human being is not careful, and in my opinion, does not let the Holy Spirit lead their lives, they're going to get caught up in something. Even if it doesn't seem like it's bad from a cultural standpoint, they're going to go down a negative path that... God did not intend for us to go down because he gave us his Holy Spirit and he gave us his power and he wants us to live a holy and perfect life. And if that sounds like a psycho statement, don't come to the academy unless you want that to be a reality. Because even though we're not there yet, we're trying to pursue that as that being reality for us Mm -hmm. from a player standpoint, from a coach standpoint, from a, this is what God has given us. He gave us the opportunity to play basketball. So we're going to try and be a good steward of that opportunity every single day that we step on the court and we're together. And that's yeah. the process, really, is, is development all the way through, um, you know, to the point where the impact is being seen on and off the court. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, and we'll continue this conversation as we, as we talk about Judah Nation, upcoming summer stuff, differences between programs, uh, goals, the next steps in the academy, what that looks like. Uh, there's a lot of exciting things that For are happening. Sure. I mean, just if you look back, what just just happened you know we would think we're this is year five yeah <laughs> you know but it's like month five <laughs> that's the jesus effect when right obedient yeah wow. so there's going to be so many wonderful things that are going to be happening um coming up we'll talk about those things um as they come and so like subscribe follow yes. all those things that the kids say um you know because we want you guys to be a part of the journey and uh, if you have questions want to know more uh, please reach out because this is a passion for all of us um, and the kids in the academy too to get more players that are like-minded even ones that are not like-minded because God loves them too 100%. And, and, and we want to work with all yeah. those players um, some are some are frustrating yeah some some are very frustrating um, but and there's a, a ton of examples of frustration in the Bible um, yeah. that God sees us through mm-hmm. and that's that's part yeah, of the process. I'm yeah. sure I've been frustrating with people. Uh, I know I have. <laughs> in right. my life, so. Yeah, it's... so, you know, there's a, there's a lot to talk about, and um, it's really exciting stuff, um, yeah. and there'll be announcements and other things happening. Um, so come back, tune in, and yeah. uh, thank you so much for being here and for for sharing a little bit of your past journey uh, and the season, and we're going to finish strong with the next couple games this week. Yeah. Yes, uh, and we'll see how that goes. Got one tonight. Got one yeah. tonight. Post grad national. National, national post grad. Ah, it should be fun. National yeah. 20 year olds. Let's, <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable, but oh, um, man. It's, it's exciting to see what, what, what God is, is doing uh, with the program through you guys, through the kids, um, the parents that support uh, and have given um, in faith their children to, to be a part of it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge blessing. Absolutely. So, uh, with that, we'll end it. We'll see you guys next time.
and all the wonderful places you can find podcasts will be there. And uh, like, subscribe, donate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> however you want to support us yeah. uh, we, we are, appreciate we are open for yeah. support so thanks again uh, anything else in closing no. I, I gotta say something else in closing I'm gonna say get rid of your yes man matter of fact before you get mm. rid of them pay attention to who's a yes man in your life mm. get rid of them and get some people that are gonna hold you accountable Thanks. best thing that ever happened to you absolutely thanks so much All we'll right. see you later. I like it I like it <laughs> appreciate it uh, a lot of